millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Talksport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Talksport Daily podcast with of course me your host of the Talksport Daily podcast Andy Goldstein, also the host of Andy Goldstein Sports by Monday at 13 from 10 p.m. and the Trans Europe Express on Sunday nights from Miami. Enough about that. Uh, we've got a humdingable podcast. Look, here it is. Look, look at all the words on that. It's an absolute belter. And we begin with Adrian and Goffey on drive on the England squad on the radio. Just some of the things that Southgate has said about Madison make me think he's not going to start uh, James Madison. I think he's going to go with Henderson because he's loyal to him. I think he's going to go with Rice because he's he's a big favourite. Played the last few, yeah. I think he might start with Mason Mount, to be honest with you. So my midfield three from the selections that Southgate has made is Henderson, Rice and Mason Mount. I can see that happening. He does like Winks, though. Absolutely loves Winks. But I think he might go for Mount as well. And I think he will go Henderson and Rice as well. I just need to uh, ask you lot what your midfield three will be, but also clear up something. Harry has just tweeted saying, I've had to pull over. It's infuriating. Ashley Barnes is Austrian. Listen, Tell mate. him to do the research. Honestly. That's all you have to say. Do your research, guys. Can I, can I just say so? He was born in Bath, which is, I know it's just outside Austria, but it's not in Austria. Bath, in the West Country. Listen to his accent. His grandmother, I think, lived in Austria for a while. He played once for the under-20s, tried to get Austrian citizenship, and they didn't let him. So he is no longer eligible to play for Austria. He's only eligible to play for England. Listen to what I'm saying. He's not Austrian. And I think he should be in the England squad. He's laughing his head off over here. Darren Goff... When I'm saying Ashley Barnes is better than Harry Kane right now, but it's true. <laughs> what are you laughing at now? It's true. I just speak truths. Listen, Ashley, what's, what's the most he scored in a Premier League season? Twelve. Uh, he's yeah. I've, I've, I'm t- that's a totally off the top of me, guys. I've, I've no I've idea. Got it here. I've got it. I've got it. Here. I'd 12, love to twelve know. last season. Oh, yeah. twelve last season. Yeah. What a what a good guess. Uh, he's a twelve goal man. So you want him up front for England to score you twelve goals? No, no, no. it's a it's all round game. He may well get. He's got four goals in three games okay, so far okay, this season. Okay, so Sterling has played false number nine. Yep. Yeah, so there's one. Kane. Well, hang on a minute. You're saying that I wouldn't pick Barnes over Sterling, but you're not just picking no, one I'm, person. I'm just up front. saying. Well, what's wrong with Wilson at Bournemouth? He's been impressive okay, when he's yeah. been in English shirt. It's all right, so well, where would he put... get in instead of Aid? He don't get in instead of Rashford. Well, Lingard's he don't get in instead of Sterling. Lingard's he don't get in instead of Sancho. Lingard is in the strikers. God, come on, mate. You laughed at that. He's a midfielder, uh, Lingard. Just you saying. think he's going to be a striker? He's a midfielder. You're just trying to. Throw him in there. Lingard's a midfielder. Strikers, they're the five best options right. at the moment. Let's put it this way, okay? 
I would rather, whether you consider him a midfielder or a striker, I would rather Lingard was out and Ashley Barnes was in. That's what I'd rather. What, as a midfielder? He's working, obviously not, but he's (laughs) working hard enough and producing enough quality and producing enough goals to warrant a place in this England squad. And I think it's pure football snobbery that says, no, don't put him in. It's the only reason, surely. Is it, is it something against the Burnley players? No, I don't know what it no, is. No, it's nothing to do with that. It's down to the, the, the manager's preference of a footballer. We've gone through that. He obviously doesn't think he fits into the style of football the manager wants to play. He's the England manager. He has a choice on who he selects. The problem we have in, in cricket now is that the two selectors have the choice in who they pick. Neither one of them was a great player. But they've got the job of picking who they think fits into the England team. And we've got the job as fans to absolutely rip it to shreds. Over now to Jim White and Jamie O'Hara. And the two of them were talking to Paul Appleton, who's an administrator connected to Bolton. And he was talking about how complex the takeover was. Morning, Jim. Thank you. It's uh, it's it's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> it's a good day. Jimmy O'Hara is with me this morning. He's giving you the thumbs up. He'll he'll come in in a second. Paul, why was it the most complicated administration you'd you'd ever been involved with? If you've got uh, about a year, I could probably explain, Jim. But it's just uh, a number of uh, very complicated issues. Uh, the deal was. Um, deal was having to be done. Uh, the, the model that uh, the purchaser had re- involved uh, the purchase of uh, the hotel as well. And uh, obviously the hotel has a different administrator, so marrying up those two issues as well. Um, but just, just lots and lots and lots of very complicated issues um, and having to deal with many different stakeholders and getting them on side and across the line so that we could save this great football club. Hey, I, I want to ask you at this stage, Paul, uh, um, how much did this man, Lawrence Bassini, complicate matters or hold up matters? I don't really want to say much about Mr. Bassini. I don't think uh, that it's worth uh, sort of any more oxygen, personally. It was never serious, really. Well, from my perspective, it wasn't, no. Um, but of course, uh, Mr. Bassini uh, can answer his own questions when it comes to that. What's the uh, situation now with the staff going forward and, you know, obviously the players and everything? Do they get paid up to date or do they have to accept, you know, a certain amount? What's the plan going forward for them? Yeah, so, so, so Jamie, all the, all the staff and players will be paid and, and obviously Football Ventures are, are in today and they're going to start organising all of that. But, but, but the staff, the players, they will get paid all the monies that they are, that they are due, including you know, monies they're due now for August, but also monies that are due um, in terms of uh, the time prior to the actual administration. Paul, what can you tell the, the many Bolton fans who will be listening to us this morning about Football Ventures? Are they the right people? Are they trustworthy? Uh, 100%. I mean, listen, nothing certain in life, but uh, I know them very well and they are, uh, they're the right people, I believe, to, uh, to lead this club. Um, they've, uh, they are, they, they've obviously kept themselves themselves throughout this, but I think it's a testament to them that, uh, that all this time later they were still involved and they still wanted to complete the sale because it really was a roller coaster, Jim. I mean, it was an unbelievable few months um, and uh, and as I said the fact that they were still there at the end and they were still willing to complete um, despite obviously as I said keeping a very low profile up, up until last night or up until say late afternoon yesterday Paul were, were you in the home straight or did you still have late obstacles to, to surmount 
Oh, Jim, we were in the home straight on numerous occasions and then uh, for whatever reason, something would get in the way. I mean, I think it would be true to say that there were at least three occasions when we thought we were ready to complete and for whatever reason, something got in the way. And uh, um, yes, even, I mean, obviously there's some, there were some developments over the last few days. We thought we had the deal done on Friday and then uh, that didn't happen. And uh, it was, uh, it, we were pushing and pushing and pushing all weekend. There was, it was a little bit quiet and then we sort of decided to, uh, to push a bit more and as you probably saw I released a statement on Monday morning um, you know I was conscious always of the fact that I mean as a fan a, a big fan of football myself I know that people want to know what's going on but you must understand that uh, I can't really play out what's going on in public and it's very difficult I mean I have to say every time a goal went in on Saturday it was like another stake in the heart you know it was like I can't believe what's yeah. going on you know it's yeah. just making life even more difficult because I feel I've, I mean I felt so much for the fans you know for the for the staff you know for the you know for, for the community as a whole I mean it's a massive massive part of the community and uh, you know for the club to have gone down especially after Barry I mean Barry is just horrific I mean I, I, there's nothing more I can say I'd like to say you know just offer my my you know my thoughts with for all the Barry fans as well because you know and the staff etc because it's just it's just terrible but uh, but yeah uh, it, it's it's I mean even up to yesterday Jim it was touch and go whether we were getting across the line and it was nearly it was very very close for me jumping in my car last night and literally having to go up to deal with something that I never really wanted to do now, of course, drive time was all about that Champions League draw. But before the Champions League draw took place, Eric Cantona came on stage and made quite a bizarre speech. Although some people thought it was bizarre. I actually know the finer points to what happened. And he went on stage with uh, all his notes on a bit of paper like this. And just before he went on, he dropped the piece of paper and all the words on it all fell off. And he had to clear them all up. And then he just read them out in the order in which they appeared. That's what happened. Very simple mistake. Quite common as well. Uh, as flies to wanton boys, we are for the gods. They kill us for the sport. Soon the science will not only be able to slow down the aging of the cells, soon the science will, be, will fix the cells to the state. And so we will become eternal. Only Accidents, crimes, wars will still kill us. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. Thank you. Yes, no, I have no idea either. But it doesn't matter. He's Eric Cantona. He can literally do what he wants, which is proved by having that ridiculous beard. Anyway, let's go over to Drive now and their reaction to the Champions League draw. The champion! <clears throat> anyway. Some terrific trips for Chelsea fans. You have to say, Chelsea uh, oh, played Ajax of Amsterdam, Valencia, which is a wonderful city. We've been to Lille, haven't we, on yeah. the, uh, on the Euro trip? It's actually two of those that you can go to on the Eurostar. I mean, that's not bad, is it? That's good knowledge. So I it had, goes uh, direct to Amsterdam now. <laughs> I had frog's legs, didn't I, in Lille? Yeah, you didn't like it at no, all. No, it was snails, either. wasn't it? No, yeah. snails, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, snails. You said oh. they were, it was like uh, dried up bogeys, yeah, I think. Yeah, bogeys, um, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool have got Genk uh, in Group E, so it's Liverpool, Napoli, Salzburg and Genk. Liverpool will be well happy with that, won't they? Yeah, they will. Um, and so will Napoli after last season as well, and that, that, that group of death, as it was called, left, right and centre. Um, Genk were the champions in Belgium uh, last season. And of course, they're famous for producing so many 
great players and so many players that we know, like uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Thibaut Courtois, Divock Origi came through the academy there as well. Um, but they lost the coach at the end of last season. Um, so they're, they're building again under Felice Matsu. It will be difficult for them. It will. Um, I can tell you that uh, Red Star Belgrade have been drawn with Spurs. And this is interesting. Uh, Bayern Munich, Spurs, Olympiakos, Red Star Belgrade. And the uh, Red Star Belgrade representatives... Fist pump. They punched the air, yeah. Well, they didn't want PSG or Real Madrid, did they? Yeah, and <laughs> I, I think you look at where they are. I mean, they, they must think they have a chance of the Europa League, at least. I mean, bear in mind, they beat Liverpool and beat them well in Belgrade. Like, the atmosphere at the Maracanã is absolutely tremendous. The players um, now have the experience of being in the Champions League and you know, at least giving decent performances at home in the group stages. Last year, they, they, they didn't get beaten by Napoli either. So, you know, they're, they're, they're not to be trifled with. That is a tricky trip, as Liverpool can tell them. I'm Alan Brazil, and this is TalkSport Daily. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Time now to check in with the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. Alan was off this morning. He had a really bad headache. Nothing to do with alcohol. No, no, no. It doesn't do that to you. I mean, don't get hangovers. No, of course not. Anyway, in the hot seat was Ali McCoyst and alongside him was Max Ra- yeah, it was just Ali McCoyst. I discovered this morning that you got nominated for the Ballon d'Or, Ali McCoyst, because the UEFA Player of the Year is today, which has been yeah. going since 2010. Messi, Ronaldo and Van Dijk, they always pick one extra footballer to, to go against them. Van Dijk might win it. But I didn't. I knew you were good, Ali, but I didn't know you were that well, good. There, there, I have to say, the there, the one thing I did notice this morning when you were, that information was passed to you, there, there was an element of shock in your face. Mm. Um, understand, well, under, understandable. The first time you came in to do breakfast, I was sitting in for Al, <laughs> and I had to, I had to remind the youngsters here that you actually played football. At least I remembered you played football at all, Which Ali. is very decent of you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But there was, the listeners have to be aware, there was an element of shock when you found that out. Yes, it wasn't yesterday. Um, uh, and I did mention to you, uh, I'm probably surmising and guessing that competition probably wasn't just slightly as fierce 
um, as it is now with kind of Ronaldo and Messi around. Okay, what year was it? But um, I think it may have been a couple of years. I got a few votes. Oh, stop it. Yes. But were you on the not, were you not so... No, I went to the function. I was at okay. the, the Lido in Paris and things like that. Right, what row were you in? Oh, back. Okay. <laughs> back. <laughs> yes. You knew when you took your seat, yeah. you hadn't won it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So when yeah. you got nominated... If I'd, if I'd won it, it'd have been count, it'd counted as a training session by the time I'd got to the stage. That's how far away I was from the eventual winner. I think, uh, i tell you what, 80, was it 86 one of them was. 86. I'm sure Maradona Mar- was there. He must have done yeah. all right in that one. Maradona was there. Gary yeah. Lineker, okay. I think, got... Um, an award for top goal scorer in the, was he top goal scorer in the 86 World Cup yeah, yeah. well there you are yeah okay. so I was hanging about with all those kind of guys I don't yeah. think I no, don't, not, not a bad day there are younger listeners that don't realise they must know who Maradona and Gary Lineker is and I'm not accepting <laughs> no, I, I accept no. it I'm totally accepting it may not have a clue I'm who I am trying to pay you a compliment there Ali <laughs> Time to talk a little bit of cricket now with Steve Harmison and Ben Stokes, or Hammy and Stokesy, as that no, they're probably not known as that. Well, Stokesy probably will be. I doubt if people call Steve Harmison Hammy because there's no. Well, I mean, you, yeah, it works. Hammy and Stokesy. What was going through your mind going out to bat? You know, did you have a clear understanding that I'm going to bat for the long time because you were what two off 59 balls, and then all of a sudden you. Yeah, wickets start going around you. Take us through what was going through your mind initially first up and then as the day progressed. Yeah, um, you know, going into bat in the morning with Joe, um, you know, it was all sort of, um, you know, Australia started off the day brilliant. I think they had four maidens or something mm. in a row and you just got to respect good bowling when it comes and they certainly did. Mm. They didn't offer us anything and when you're at, you know, sometimes you, you at, a, at a different stage in a different game, you could have felt pressure from that. But considering we knew where we were at, mm. there was no pressure on us not scoring runs. And um, we were absolutely fine and OK with how well that they bowled in the morning. And um, it was just about occupying the crease um, as long as we possibly could. Um, and if Australia bowled well, it was, it was whether we were good enough to, to withhold and not lose wickets. We've seen Jack Leach walk out. And I threw back to myself when we were in uh, in Edgebaston in 05, what was going through the bowler's mind and how you go and you take it all the way down, down to the wire. What was the, the conversations like with Jack? Because it seemed as though he knew exactly what his job was. Mm-hmm. I told him as soon as he came out that it's, you know, we're going to be doing five and one, four and two if it has to be, um, which, you know, I'm going to take five balls of the over, you take one. Um, he knew he was he was there to survive and just you know bat for as many balls as he had to, given the chance when he was on strike. There was a couple of times where I thought that um, you know I'd be able to run two, but um, you know I committed to to get into, and unfortunately we couldn't get it. So um, you know I, I backed Leachy to be able to do what he did because you know we seen what he did at Lords as night watch. I mean he went out and got 92, and it's you know you have to be able to hold the bat to get 92 no matter who. Um, the the opposition is um and yeah i was always telling just be on your back in case we get two and i was telling him right i'm going for two this ball or we're going to take one this ball so i was letting him know that what my plan was is that right we're going to be pushing two this ball um if it got to the third or fourth over uh third or fourth ball of the over um and you know obviously the first three balls i was really looking to attack so he knew that if it wasn't a four or a six, then um, he was just going to stand there at the end of his bat. In the iconic picture, you know, Lion knew, you knew, the crowd didn't know. That, you know, that 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 rush, that feeling must have been something you can't describe, surely. Yeah, I think you know, I'd seen the video that Brody had it on his phone from that slow mo from side on, where you see me celebrating and Lion falling down, and 
I think that video is it really shows both sides that sport can give players in terms of emotion. Obviously, you had the um, the excitement and enjoyment shown by me, but then also the, the disappointment shown um, from Nathan Lyon. Um, you know, it was an amazing video to, to actually be able to look at. And as you said, you know, the two guys in the video, myself and Nathan Lyon, knew before the crowd, before the crowd erupted. So I thought it was an amazing video and it sort of sent, sends goosebumps down, down the spine every and time I watch it. And afterwards, you know, there's talk of McDonald's. How, <laughs> how do you get McDonald's? <laughs> we got an Uber and thankfully we had our captain, Joe Root, in the car who knows the place quite well. So he just told the Uber driver where to go. How much did you spend in McDonald's? Uh, I actually checked on my um, phone to see because every time I'd spend something, it sends me a text. It was like 57 pounds. Back now to drive and Darren Goff, who apparently once played cricket for a living, although I don't know how true that is. Here he is talking about Smudger Smith and Joffrey, not Jeffrey Archer. There's bowlers and batsmen who have some great contests over the year. I have some great contests with Michael Slater from Australia, with uh, Ricky Ponting from Australia, with Justin Langer, time and time again, and Steve Waugh. Steve Waugh was one of them. I thought we were going to get out every single ball and then he'd hit me for three fours in the over. He's just one of those players. I got the better of Brian Lara throughout our careers. The two big scores he got, 400 and 300 or whatever, against England, I didn't play in them two games. So I don't know whether I was I was mentally clear of, you know what I mean? I'd not gone through what some of the other bowlers had to go through, like Gareth Batty, like Andy Caddick, like Angus Fraser. You know what I mean? They bowled him while he was smacking them to all sorts. I didn't play in them games. So when it came to him touring England, I got the better of him, perhaps because I wasn't burnt by it. Very quickly, do you think... Well, we're all looking forward to Archer against Smith. We're I, all I'm, looking forward to that. But. I, I said last game I was upset, but he was out, Smith, purely because I want to see Test cricket at its best. I want to see one of England's, the world's brightest prospects, playing against, arguably, I know people will say that Corley, the best Test match player in the world, best all-round batsman in the world is Corley. The best Test match batsman in the world... Um, on form and runs he scores is Smith of course I want to see that contest but I also want to see Anderson bowling at Smith it's his own ground it's his comeback he's at the weight he's got the opportunity on his own ground he's trying to get the 600 test wickets I'm looking forward to that contest as well and on to, of course, the only reason why you've downloaded the podcast, and that's to the best bits from the sports bar. In fact, I've got an email here. Uh, dear Andy and the gang, have to say, I only download the TalkSport Daily podcast because the sports bar best bits are on it. And that's what well, it doesn't matter, this one. I've got another one here. Andy, keep it up with the sports bar, the best show on the radio. I only download... Anyway, you get the idea. Here's some of the best bits from the sports bar. Andy, Jason, you all right, mate? Yeah, who are we talking to? This is Nigel. Nigel. Off you go, Nigel. Yeah. Uh, well, today is my 24th anniversary of starting work for this company. Uh, so I'm now technically in my 25th year of service. Okay. And uh, in the old days, you used to get a watch or something. Do you know what they've offered me? 25 Mail. years of service. 25 years. It's going to be something big. Yeah. Um, we'll have a couple of guesses. Uh, Amazon vouchers. <laughs> close to it. Close to it. Slap up mail. Oh, lucky boy! Where, whereabouts? Where? Yeah, yeah, you still, I, 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 I think it's in uh, in Birmingham somewhere. As oh, you can lovely! Tell. Lucky boy! That's we, nice. You must be delighted, Nigel. Yeah, well, you used to get a watch, didn't you? Go. Have, have you got a watch? No, I don't. I don't. I don't like watches actually. But <laughs> it's only meant to be nice. Do you, you know? like food? <laughs> I do like food. Oh, there you go. It's perfect. I suppose I've got the good deal, then. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. 
Yeah. Are you are you going to take? Oh, my wife. Can you? Can you going to take her? You can't get me to propose tonight. No, no, we won't. Uh, can, can you change no, the no, location no, of it? I can't now. Oh. Where are you going to take her? Uh, no, it's it's laid on by the company. It's uh, it's. Is it, it's going to take her at the ball ring? Yes, the that's in Birmingham, isn't it? The ball ring. I'm not a Brummie. I thought you said you're in Birmingham. No, uh, that 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 leads me on to what uh, does actually warm you up, actually. That he, leads uh, you on to it. Yeah, it leads me on to the fact that people keep calling me a bleeding peaky blinder, and I'm not. Who calls you that? But loads of people. When you go somewhere, you go outside the region. They call, oh yeah, peaky, peaky blinders, peaky blinders. I'm not from Birmingham. I'm a yam yam. I'm from the West Midlands. I live just outside of Wolverhampton. You're a yam yam. And there's a difference. You're a yam yam. Brummies, we're yam yams. Okay. Do you like being a yam yam? Yeah, I'm proud of, proud, proud of being from the black country. Do you know what? Enjoy thanks, thanks, Nigel. I've, um, a, Have you been to the ball ring? A, a Yam Yam is the only Star Wars figure I'm left to collect. <laughs> and that's it for another podcasty thing. Well done to all of you involved in listening. Oh, yeah, I mean, I say well done. We just have to, we don't have to do anything to listen, do you? You just sit. As long as it's on, you'll hear it. Unless you've got something wrong with your ears. But then in which case, you wouldn't have downloaded it in the first place. And you wouldn't be hearing this anyway. So it's pointless writing in because you'd be... Anyway, thanks for downloading. Remember to press subscribe so you know the rules. It just happens. I don't know how, it just does. And you'll hear more of the same. I'm back, of course, at normal time of 10pm, Monday to Thursday on the Sports Bar. And then on Sunday from... Okay, I know I've got to hurry up on the Trans Europe Express from 9pm. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.